Hello, my name is Laura Henderson, and you are listening to Space Between, a podcast that highlights emerging artists and interviews them once a year. Some of the craziest things that have ever happened in history are happening right now. In this episode, I interview Norlin Olivo, a 25-year-old musician and photographer living in Providence, Rhode Island. Any human is capable of, like, doing whatever. It's just a matter of, like, how much time and effort you're willing to put into something. In this episode, Norlin discusses The Cost of Living, the newest Downtown Boys album, which will be released on August 11th, 2017. He also discusses his thoughts on the Providence art scene. I just feel like the city is the best city in the world, and I feel like we literally have so many cool artists and so many like people that are doing cool things. This episode was recorded on Saturday, July 22nd, 2017 at AS220 Media Arts. You are the first person to be able to carry on the concept of this podcast, which is to interview people yearly and talk kind of about the space that happened um, between the two interviews. So last year when I interviewed you, you had just graduated from MassArt. Yep. And you were kind of uh, making your way as a professional artist uh, in Providence. So do you want to talk a little bit about kind of what has changed for you in that year and some of your new challenges? Yeah. I mean, man, that graduating, like the time in which I graduated from MassArt, like that feels like forever ago. Like I feel like I graduated like three years ago. Like it definitely doesn't feel like it's only been that short of a time. But I don't know what has happened since then. I guess like my whole thing was like I'm going to stop working a job and like just make art for money and like try to like survive as like a drummer musician or a a dj and just do all these things to try to make money because i felt like my just i don't know like an hour of my life just wasn't worth ten dollars or whatever it is and that's not like a knock to people who work you know those types of jobs or people in the working class community like that's that's my entire family but i don't know i just felt like very kind of trapped by that system and and i guess here we are yeah i'm i'm not i haven't worked a job this entire year basically i've just been living off you know downtown boys and the the running to the 401 um dj parties and just doing side gigs here and there and i don't know it's it's funny that i went to school for photography and then just may started making a living off music <laughs> um i don't know and then one of the biggest things that's changed with Downtown Boys is that you were signed to Sub Pop Records. That's right, so yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what it's been like to be signed by a record label in that process? Yeah, I mean, we were signed to Don Giovanni before Sub Pop, which is also a record label. They're just more of like a DIY, smaller kind of record label. Um, So we always kind of, I don't know, we had some experience in that, but Sub Pop is a totally you know, whole new different thing. Um, but it's great. I feel like we were all kind of like, damn, like, is Sub Pop going to try to, like, take everything from us and just, like, use us? And there's still room and time for them to do that. <laughs> but as for now, like, they're kind of just, like, do whatever you want. Like, it's kind of just, like, it feels as though they don't they don't really work with bands unless they really like what the band is doing. And they don't really, like, 
change or like to change what the band is doing like either politically or musically or with anything and so they've given us you know full freedom to do whatever we want and it's kind of tight to have like a big entity like sub pop behind your music like pushing it and sort of supporting it um so yeah it's been great i don't know you know our album comes out august 11th um so i don't know where we're gonna go from that but yeah besides touring we're touring a lot so it's gonna be crazy and so the new album is titled the cost of living the cost of living yeah and one of the things that's impressed me most about following your career with downtown boys is how you've really been able to use the band as a platform for social change and social justice and getting your voice out there can you talk a little bit about that process it's funny because when we first started the band for one victoria wasn't even in it she just like met joey and joey's like yo you should join our band and that's how the whole thing came about um and also, we never, like, knew what the band would be. I don't think we were, like, we're a political band. We're going to, like, do all this political stuff. It was just, like, Victoria and Joey and, I don't know, everyone kind of, like, feeling a certain way about certain issues and just kind of talking about them and expressing that through music. And, and yeah, and I think, obviously, now we definitely have a more political kind of, like, um, I don't know, touch on the music and our performances and everything and have definitely done a lot of like political things whether it's like the anti-inauguration show that we did um that me and victoria put on in aurora um just certain things like that but i i don't know i it's interesting to think about where music is at now comparatively to like where it was like five or six years ago like i feel like when we started playing in the punk community and we started like being a band like we would just get put on these like ridiculous bills with like these metal bands with a bunch of white dudes and it'd just be like yo in this basement and it'd be like damn this is not like us or what we're trying to do and it in a way I mean Victoria you know Victoria says this a lot it's like in a way like I feel like especially I think the band but more so Victoria as like a front woman of color who isn't this like you know, the ideal, like, skinny white woman who's, you know, whatever, like, being a front person. I think, like, she's really inspired a lot of people and a lot of, like, bands. And, like, it's strange to say, but there's not as much of a need for our band in the punk community. Like, I feel like there's just more bands of, like, with people of color in them, there's just more bands talking about political issues and doing, um, you know, things of that nature so I just feel like it's kind of crazy to think that you know we were able to inspire people in some way or another it's fantastic yeah uh so another thing you've changed this year is you've made a lot of investments in equipment for beat making I got a new uh, like beat machine essentially yeah uh so you want to talk a little bit about that and where you think your beat making is headed yeah it's funny like I, I don't know like I keep saying things like I'm gonna do things like, I'm like, yo, I'm going to do this. And then I keep doing it. <laughs> and then, like, and then it's crazy to think, like, damn, like, it was only, like, a year ago or whatever that, like, I wasn't doing this thing. And, I, I again, yeah, like, beat making and, and hip-hop and, and DJing are things that I've always wanted to do and always had interest in and would always, like, write stuff down in my notebook, like, ideas for concepts of albums or for, you know, I would write, like, raps or, you know, uh, ideas for songs I should sample and 
I guess I was just kind of caught up with downtown boys and watch here and, and going to school and doing all these things that I never really like focused on it. And I think that was a big part of, you know, like not working a job is being able to say, all right, I'm going to focus on these things for real. Because I feel like I'm not someone who, it's not even that like I don't like to do it, which I think is also true, but I just can't do anything like partly. Like I feel like I have to be fully invested into something or like I just don't have fun doing it and I don't have any interest in doing it if I'm not going to like put all my effort into it. And so that was a big part of, yeah, like getting studio equipment and getting, you know, like speakers and getting a beat machine and just like, I don't know, just going out and getting the tools that I need to make the work that I wanted to make and not being afraid of like being like, man, what if I save up for this thing and I buy it and then I like suck? It's like, yeah, of course I'm going to suck like because I don't know how to use this thing and it's just going to take practice and work. And so, yeah, I've been doing that and it's been going really good and I don't know where it's going to go. I'm trying to like come out with a mixtape or an album this year. That's the goal. Um, so hopefully I say it and I do it <laughs> and that's just how it works. But yeah, I guess that's that. And then you're also experimenting with being uh backing music for iris creamer yeah yeah i'm i've i'm gonna be djing for iris creamer um for foo fest and for the field day um and yeah it's cool to just work with other artists like i feel like there's just so many people here who could be doing like whatever they want like they're just so incredible and have so much talent and it's just a matter of like helping people out or people giving each other like that push or that boost and I don't know Iris is definitely one of those artists where I'm like damn this is definitely gonna like blow up and yeah so I'm looking forward to, to doing more collaborations with people and working with more artists as I get more and more like developed as an artist myself uh, so other than your you know possible 14 hour flight to Australia with downtown boys to tour with them are is there anything coming up in the next year that you think is going to be a challenge for you yeah I mean after this album comes out with downtown boys I don't know where we're going to go I don't think any of us know what we're going to do or where we're going to go you know there is this like overwhelmingly kind of I don't know like exhaustion for punk music and or rather like the punk community and the punk scene like I think we're just I feel like I'm so over punk. I'm just so over like what people think punk is and what the punk scene means. And I don't know. I'm just kind of over that music. So I guess transitioning from that to like something else is going to be like the challenge. Like how do I make money off my other music and my other projects? Um, and then I guess just like not, you know, like we were talking about this a lot or, you know, in passing. It's just like I feel like sometimes I can very easily just like fall asleep at the wheel and wake up and be 30 and not that I would have you know not that I have a bad life or anything but just that like I could you know I'm doing so much and you know it's so easy to be content and just be like my rent is paid for you know months in advance and I'm traveling and and you know you can get stuck in that place and just kind of coast forever and so that's always like a challenge that I'm like fighting with is just like all right how do I like keep going and keep doing more and more and like raising the bar for myself so I'm not just like coasting and and like, like there's nothing wrong with coasting but I just think I want more um for my life and I want to I don't know just feel like I'm always pushing myself to do more and more things and so that's going to be a challenge of figuring out how to just not fall asleep on the wheel and 
let life take over, which it very easily can take over, you know. Yeah. So another uh, thing that you've kind of added to your plate this year is that you have a regular DJ night at Aurora. So once a month you do running through the 401. Um, do you want to talk about that and kind of how you've built up your audience base? Yeah, it, I don't know. It's also funny, too, because I feel like everything just kind of, not that it threw itself on my lap, but it was just like people telling me I should do something because they saw that I had some natural ability for it, and then I did it, and then I was like, oh, wait, I'm really good at this. Like, that's how it was for drumming. Like, I didn't think I was going to be a drummer. I, I, like, wanted to play drums, but uh, my friend Mike Pagano, who was in AmeriCorps in my high school, like, saw me tapping with pencils on the desk one day. He's like, yo, you got, like, great rhythm. Like, you got, like, a, I don't even know. You should just get a drum set and play, and then, like, you know, eight years later or whatever, nine years later, I'm here, like, doing it for real and making money from it. And it's the same with DJing. Like, I think it was at Spark City or Building 16, like, um, New Year's or Halloween. Someone asked me, like, oh, do you want to, like, DJ? Like, you have a good taste in music, like, you know about rap music or whatever. I was like, all right. So I just brought up my laptop and, like, was just, like, clicking with the mouse to, like, DJ. And then people, like, started really liking it and just, like, were really into it and then I just started being like yo maybe I should like do this so then I started doing it more then I got some equipment some tools some some DJ gear um started doing it and you started off simple at first right yeah very simple just like two tracks or just like fading songs into one another and not really like mixing or like cutting song, songs off or anything and then I don't even know how we got asked to DJ at Aurora or how I, like, met up with Anudi and Huey to, like, DJ. We, I guess we just, like, knew we all DJed and we were like, yo, you know, we just do these parties at Aurora, like, every couple months. We could, like, make some good money or just, like, have fun and, I don't know, like, get our rep up or something like that. <laughs> I think we were just, like, trying to do cool stuff so people would think we were cool or something. And And then, yeah, they started being really successful. We started making, like, rent from them and a lot of people were like yo you should keep doing these these are awesome and then i guess finally aurora offered us like a monthly and so now we have the first friday of every month and they're usually like they 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 started off being just like randomly themed like there was that little kim theme like a halloween theme there was like friday the 13th was a theme and then over time it just became like astrology based like and then, i mean like capricorn themed and like leo themed and all this and it's funny because i don't even like know much about astrology or like necessarily truly believe that hard but it's a great marketing scheme and people love it so as long as people are happy and feel as though there's like a night for them to celebrate their birth and they're happy with it. That's all I kind of care about, I guess. So what advice do you have for artists that are just kind of like getting started in their practice? I mean, there's like the like corny, cheesy things, right? Like you're always going to be bad at it. Just keep trying. I'm like, it'll be cool. Like, sure. Like that's one thing, but I don't know. Just like go for it. I feel like, all right, you know, like, sure, there's, like, the some of the craziest things that have ever happened in history are happening right now. You talk about, like, the Trump presidency, like, all this crazy war, all these crazy, like, you know, things that are going on just, like, politically in the world are, like, intense. It's crazy as fuck. But we live in an era, I feel as though, where, like, we just have so much access to, like, tools and technology that can help us do whatever it is that we want to do like we're in a basement right now recording a podcast like what where we live like it's kind of crazy like this shit does not exist you know like way back then and so i feel like advice i would give is just go for it we live in a generation where like if you want to like 
make a movie or if you want to be a photographer or if you want to make podcasts or if you want to make music it's all like at your fingertips like there's like laptops that can do all of those things like you got like youtube you have soundcloud you have all these platforms where you can share whatever it is that you want to share and so i just feel like just take advantage of that and don't be afraid to like just try and maybe like it don't work out and that's fine too like i always tell people i've had like six lives because i went to school for engineering and then i dropped out and then like i was a handyman and worked construction for a little bit and then i stopped doing that and then i started going to asu 20 more and like being a photographer and then i went to ccri and then i went to photo school but then i was also a musician and now i'm a dj and so it's just like you know some things are just gonna like happen and you just have to like accept that and you know you're not always gonna succeed there's definitely gonna be failures and stuff but just use what you learn you know from those instances and apply it to like other things you know what I mean like I don't know and one of the things that impresses me most about you as an artist is like, you know, I feel like your self-proclaimed mayor of Providence role, like you really do look out for your community and you're always trying to find connections between other people and like support other people's art practice too. So does that, is that something that just like kind of flows out of you naturally or is that something that you practice and spend time thinking about? I just feel like the city is the best city in the world. And I feel like we literally have so many cool artists and so many like people that are doing cool things and like I don't know I just feel like there are so many people that can quote unquote make it whatever that means for you but I don't know I just like supporting people and people supporting me so I guess that's like the whole thing it's like you want to put in you want to put like a certain vibe or a certain energy into your community so that you get that energy and that vibe back. So if you put a bunch of like negative energy into your community or if like you're not present for things or if you're not like organizing to like better your community, then, you know, you're not going to get that from your community. You're not going to get that sense of like community and that sense of support. And so I guess that's what it's all about. I, I don't know. I feel like there's just so many people here who don't actually know their potential. You know how like when you like, damn, like you could actually be something, but people think that it's just like whatever, like, I really feel that about a lot of people in Providence. Is there some people you want to give shout outs to that you really believe in their potential? I mean, just like Josh and like Adrian and Creamer and like all these like young kids that are coming up. And I think too is I think what's cool about Providence is we have so many young people doing cool stuff, especially young people of color. And I feel like we have such a like wide spectrum of like identities of people of color like I think stereotypically it's like oh you play basketball or you like rap and that's it but I feel like there's so many people like showing the world and like showing me that like you can succeed as a person of color like in so many different ways and do so many different types of things and so I don't know I just think Providence is hot like it's just the hottest like I, I kind of want everyone to find out about it and I want problems to blow up and at the same time I'm like yo I don't want anyone to come here and like <laughs> gentrify everybody <laughs> every community and just raise the rent to like a bajillion dollars but it's just like it's just amazing here like I feel like I wouldn't be able to do half the things that I do that I do now or like did if I lived in like a bigger city because I'd just be too like occupied with working a job or like whatever it is you know like I just there's just like magic here in the air I'm not sure like what it is or where it comes from or something <laughs>
So one thing is you, you talked about gentrification. The landscape of downtown is definitely shifting a lot around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about where you feel like the city's headed or also maybe ways that it can set itself up for success in the next five years? Yeah, I mean, I think the city will be fine as long as it doesn't forget that those amazing artists and all these amazing people that like I have been talking about have made the city what it is you know like the creative capital wouldn't be and downtown wouldn't be and like all these places wouldn't be if it weren't for the people who like live here you know who are like making cool stuff and have always been making cool stuff so yeah I feel like downtown is changing I feel like they're definitely trying to make it more of like a tourist attraction or something and I think that's cool but I think you know they shouldn't forget about because I feel like the minute that the cool artists or like the people who are doing cool stuff in the city whether it's like people who have been here for a while or like the young kids coming up or whoever like don't feel like the city wants them or feel supported then the city's just going to be so whack like it's just going to be like terrible and it's hard to like think that that would happen but i feel like if people are being pushed out and the city doesn't pay attention to anybody like pvd fest like was cool but it should be like there's so many great local artists that are here already doing stuff. And so the festival should focus like around that and not just bringing people from outside of the city to do stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so I'll say one of the most unexpected shifts that I've seen in you in the past year is I feel like you've shifted more to like more like holistic wellness. Like it feels like you're getting more into like juicing and like, <laughs> you know, alternative modalities of healing. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk a little bit about like, how do you feel like that's affecting your wellness? Just from like coming from where I come from, you know, South Bronx and then coming from Providence and then always just like, I don't know, my parents were always at work and, you know, well, my mom was always at work because my dad wasn't in my life, but my mom was always at work. So I always had to like feed myself. And then like when I went on to tour with Downtown Boys and all this, like you just eat terribly all the time and you come to find out that like, I don't know, you just don't feel good about yourself and about your body and... I don't know, I have a lot of family members with, like, diabetes and, like, high blood pressure and all that. And so I just wanted to, like, I don't know, just start juicing and just start taking care of myself. Because I feel like, again, it's, like, one of those cheesy things where it's, like, you can't, like, love other people if you don't love yourself. But it's just, like, you really just can't function if you are not right in your body. Like, I feel like if you are not comfortable and if you don't feel right in your body, then it's hard to, like, navigate the world. And it's hard to, like, navigate the world um, with other people and and sort of connect with other people if you're just not feeling right. So yeah, I've been, just, but it's like funny because it's not even like crazy. I just been like juicing and taking baths and just like taking care of myself. Like it sounds funny. It's almost like when people ask downtown boys, like, you know, you're saying these crazy political things. Like, how do you feel? And it's like we're not really saying crazy outlandish things. Like, cops shouldn't kill black people. That's not that crazy. That's like a pretty simple concept, you know. Like, and it's the same. It's just like take care of yourself, I guess. Next, you know. And so it, it is funny though that it. I feel grateful because I feel like that's kind of something that people do. It's like, yo, I'm dirty. I should start juicing. I'm like, now nah, I'm like 25, 24. I'm gonna start juicing now. I'm gonna start taking care of myself now. Maybe I'm ahead of that curve in that way, but. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? I think you are ahead of the curve. So I used to jokingly call you my life coach, but I feel like in the past year of I see things differently that I don't necessarily see you as a life coach, but I see you as someone that helps me really push through a lot of my challenges. And do you think that that translates into your art? I think so, especially like maybe the like 
honest part. Because I don't know. I just feel like if you're not, if you're not being real with, like, yourself or, like, the people around you, then, like, what good are you? Like, if I was just around you all the time, it was just like, everything's fine. You're great. Like, it's cool. Like, that's, like, positive reinforcement. But I definitely think that that, there is such a thing as too much support. Like, sometimes people need to, like, you know, be told that they need to improve at something or that, you know, they, I don't know, like, they can do. Or, I don't know. I just feel like there's never a bad time to be truthful. And so just, like, why not be truthful all the time? Again, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's not hard. You just tell people, <laughs> like, how you feel and how you feel about them and, you know. But then I feel like that also comes from, stems from, like, a place of, like, feeling like I was raised with, like, hard love of just, like, my mom or whoever being, like, you're just going to stay at home and, like, I don't know, here's some money. I, like, find food because I have to, like, work. And it, right? So in, so you, when you're constantly in an environment where, like, you're faced with those types of circumstances where it's kind of like that tough love, like fend for yourself, like, you know, do whatever There's like, that's how you like grow up. And that's how you like perceive the world where I feel like nothing, the worst thing can happen. I'm just like, well, I guess I'm still here. And I guess we don't figure out how to like solve it and how to fix it. And so I don't know, maybe that's why I feel like anyone is capable of doing like anything that they want because I just feel like it like people have surprised me just like so much like I think any human is capable of like doing whatever it's just a matter of like how much time and effort you're willing to like put into something but I don't know I'm trying to think how that like correlates to like my art practice or like my DJing or my music or whatever but I guess it's good to like I feel like I'm always like a troubleshooter like if anything goes wrong during, like, a Downtown Boy show or, like, something breaks during the, like, DJ set or something, like, I'm just kind of, like, chill. I'm just like, all right, we could fix this. We could do something. We're going to make it work. You can always make things work, and they're not going to be perfect, but I feel like you can always make things work somehow. So what uh, some big things on the horizon for the next year are you have a show. Is the show at Project Space? I do, yeah. I have a show in March at the Project, a, f- a photo show, which is also funny because I feel like I've, totally fallen off the photo the photo map um just being busy working on music um but i have that what else the next downtown boys album might come out next year might not we don't really know i'm trying to come out with like a full-length album next year probably put out like an instrumental album this year and like an ep and then like a full album next year um i'm gonna be 26 i made it past 25 which is like a big goal for me um what else is on the horizon who knows running for mayor running running for mayor (laughs) if you were to run for mayor what other than free downtown parking for residents what would be your major platforms arts easy like supporting the art supporting what makes the city cool and what makes the city like run like and has forever arts arts and getting like young people of color engaged in that and trying to make like industry around that like i feel like we could really be like an art powerhouse like making films for people or being photographers for people like whatever it may be like we could really be an art powerhouse like an art factory um do you see it as a renaissance city yeah i feel like I see it as, like, I feel like every year there's, like, a renaissance in Providence. There's, like, a resurgence of something or, like, 
you know, like something comes to the forefront, whether it's you want to say that it's like punk or noise or just like fashion. Like I feel like this year it's like young people of color making like hot clothes and like fashion. Like that is like I feel like there's so many people making so many cool things right now. And so who knows what it'll be next year? Like there's just always something. Do you have any trend predictions? Trend predictions. I'm trying to think. Maybe podcasts will be popping next year. Like, I mean, they're already popping in the world, kind of, more or less. But I feel like more people are going to start doing stuff like that in Providence. And for some reason, I feel like video is just going to take off. And dancing. I feel like the dance scene is going to, like, start really taking off. Like, it's going to be, like, consistent, just, like, dancing at clubs all the time. I think that's my predictions for next year. I think those are some pretty solid predictions. Do you think that you'll start a podcast yourself? Maybe. I kind of want to start a podcast with a nudie. Who knows? It is fun, like, recording and talking about stuff. You have to get a concept going. What do you think is on the, like, horizon for you and your podcast or for, like, the city next year? I think there is a thing to uh, the fact that, like, almost everyone, not everyone, but almost everyone has a smartphone on them at mm-hmm. all times so like what is the information that can be downloaded for free to that device mm-hmm. yeah but i think podcast the fact that i can listen to audio while going for walks or cleaning my apartment led me to want to make a podcast i also think farming seeing what scratch farm and sidewalk ends farm does i just think is really transformative work of people understanding that like food can be made locally i think big white t-shirts tucked into your pants is gonna be big i'm trying to put that on just like just like tucking, more tucking of large shirts. That's going to be hot. I'm going to put that on. Don't let anybody tell you none of these punk kids started. Because I already seen, I started tucking my shirt. I already seen all these people tucking their shirts. And I was like, oh, you never used to tuck your shirt? What's good with that? So I know that tucking is going to be big. <laughs> Do you want to maybe end with uh, talking about a list of people that you think uh, people should really check out? Mm, things to check out. I mean, definitely like AS220, Irish Creamer, like Josh and Adrian and Fernando and all those kids, like all their art, their prints and all their like clothing. I mean, urban arts, when you go into those spaces or any of those spaces or hang out with any of those people, you're sure to like find your way to like the other stuff because I feel like all those things are kind of connected. You know what I mean? Like I don't think any of those things could exist without the other thing. Mm-hmm. Like those organizations could not exist without the young youth who are doing cool stuff and then the young youth wouldn't have access if it wasn't here so it's just like this revolving thing and i think people need to like realize that more is that like everything's kind of connected and that's why i feel like supporting each other and that's why i feel like i like to support everyone and just be like yo i'll dj your pop-up thing for like a beer or two or i'll do this for 20 bucks or whatever because i feel like it just keeps going like around and around in this weird way those ripples just make their way out life is a raw circle like that (laughs) exactly i think we should end there life is a raw circle life is a raw circle circle. i promise you one day you will realize life is a raw circle awesome well thank you so much norlin for taking the time we're listening to space between by laura henderson i am the guest norlin thank you for tuning in (laughs) thank you so much norlin (laughs) Stay with us. I feel like you ended the the last podcast that we did with an Probably Ira with glass. Ira glass. <laughs> <Fascination>. <laughs> Probably get to meet Ira before he dies. 
He's not that old, but you know, you never know these days. Space Between was produced by Lara Henderson at AS220 Media Arts, Providence, Rhode Island. Music was created by Tristan Rodman. Special thanks to AS220 for making all of this possible. Support this podcast at patreon.com backslash Lara Henderson.